Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby on the line with us. Hey, Frank. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just got back last night from a conference in Sonoma County. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, it's the first time I've been there. What a beautiful place. And we went out uh, with uh, Captain Rick Powers out of Bodega Bay on the New Angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of iffy whether we go out or not because, uh, you know, the wind blows a lot up there. But, you know, because we're VIPs, he decided to go anyway, right? Yeah. And, and uh, it was a little windy, but it wasn't bad. We just headed north instead of south to leave so that we'd have the wind behind us on the way back. But we got limits, 10 rock cod each, 2 ling cod each. And apparently that's pretty normal for him. And in a couple of weeks when salmon season opens, you know, you get 10 rock cod, 2 ling cod, and 2 king salmon. Wow, that sounds really fun. No, it's an incredible fishery. Yeah. But, have you uh, ever caught a... One question. Have you ever caught a black salmon? What's a black salmon? That's what I wanted to find out. Well, I've never heard of that. I know, you know, and every salmon normally has two names. You know, like mm-hmm. the king and the chinook. Yeah. Uh, the silver in... Uh, which is a... What is a silver? It's a... Uh, and then the pink, which is a humpy, yeah. and the chum, which they've renamed, uh, and, the so- and the sockeye, or the but yeah. uh, black, I've never heard of. Yeah, uh, it's uh, up way up in Canada, and I was just wondering if it was a one-year uh, sockeye. Oh, no, oh, well, yeah, the the small. Uh, uh, kings, they call them jacks, that they're yeah. only, only a year old. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I, I was talking to a friend of mine that has a lodge out there. Okay, Frank, Frank, we got to go. But okay. we want to remind people about our trip uh, towards the end of September to uh, Baja East Cape. Uh, it's 850 bucks, and it's going to be a fun, fun time. So pay attention, and maybe we'll talk about it later. You are listening to Fish Out Talk Radio. Thank you. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We have on the line with us... Uh, uh, okay, we got, we got all kinds of people on the line. We have Tim, uh, who is, a, um, I guess, kind of in charge of operations for Sonoma County Tourism. And we also have Rick Powers that I went fishing with the other day. So we're going to be talking about a little bit about Sonoma County, but uh, hopefully we'll try and get some information out there. But first of all, Tim. I have to thank you guys very much for being the host city for the Outdoor Writers Association. Went up Saturday, came back yesterday. And, uh, wow, you know, everybody knows Sonoma County grows wine, right? But there's a lot there. And I'd like to introduce Rick Powers, who we went fishing with. And that is such an incredible fishery up there. It was about 10 years ago, salmon fishing. You got a huge one. But uh, that fishery up there is absolutely incredible. Now, um, Rick, are you on the line? I am. Well, I have to say, when we were... He goes, we're going to get limits of rock cod and ling cod, which is 10 rock cod and, t- and 2 ling cod today. He says, if we don't, we don't go back in. <laughs> so we wanted to go back in, so we got our limits all around the boat. Everybody got limits. And... Uh, the uh, and he goes well. Too bad you aren't up here in a week or two because in addition to the ten rock cod, the two ling cod, we could have got you two kings. And, and I believe he is serious. Absolutely, we have some fine fishing on the Sonoma coast, and mm-hmm. uh, we try and catch them all. But we had a great day the other day. 
Uh, we got our limits of nice, nice ling cod, limits of good quality rockfish. We will open our salmon season um, June, uh, June the 17th. We open salmon, and then the mm-hmm. trip that I run is a salmon rock cod ling cod combo. So you actually do have the ability to catch two king salmon. Two ling cod and ten rockfish, <laughs> and I suspect a lot of your passengers do. Absolutely, it's uh, you know it's all dictated by conditions. Yeah, and it's kind of captain's call on what, what and when and what we're fishing for. But uh, quite often we do get uh, all three species. It's, and it's a wonderful that, trip. that new uh, the the new sea angler is an incredible sixty five feet, very comfortable. I suggest you go on a light load like we did, but uh, you can't always do that. But and you also apparently uh, put pots down for uh, Dungeness crab too sometimes. Yeah, actually, you know that's a fishery that uh, that I kind of pioneered 30 years ago. We uh, we started uh, Dungeness crabbing on charter boats, and uh, just recently they have raised the limit from six Dungeness crabs to ten Dungeness crabs. Mm-hmm. So we normally we open our Dungeness crab season the first week in November. And you're allowed to keep 10 crabs, 10 rockfish, 2 lingcod. The crab season goes through June. Mm-hmm. So we're just getting ready to throw some more pots out right now and uh, hopefully send our anglers home with some nice, big, jumbo Dungeness crabs along well, with our rock cod. We, we may have to go up there again. And also... Uh, uh, Tim, as I mentioned, everybody knows about the wine in Sonoma, Napa, Sonoma, mm-hmm. Napa, Sonoma. And they have incredible wines. But that's not the only reason to go there. If you want to uh, you know, enjoy, no matter where you are throughout our listening audience, which covers most of the United States and half the world, I suppose, it is definitely... Um, right. We, we, they put us up at this hotel, which is a little confusing because it's kind of morphed over the years. I think it was built in the 50s. But the uh, Flamingo, it was gorgeous. And the Bodega Bay from there is about, I don't know, 45 minutes maybe. But, uh, you know, I said I had a, I drove up. Of course, that's a different story. Um, but I kept getting lost, so I saw a lot more of Sonoma County than I'd originally planned to. <laughs> right, and that's that's mission accomplished for us. We want to make sure people see as much of the county. I, I want to point out that, yes, we have 425 wineries, but that's only 6% of our total counties planted to wine grapes. Mm-hmm. There's a million acres. And uh, people like Rick out of the coast are, you know, they exemplify what makes us unique as a destination is that uh, we have the coast, we have the Redwood Forest, we have the Russian River. Which is... Yes, uh, well, that's an incredible fishery also. Uh, Jim, are you still there? Uh, well, well, maybe, maybe not. Um, but hopefully, uh, he, uh, Rick or Tim, are you there? Well, anyway, uh, let's let's go back to Rick. And Rick, I, you spend almost every day on the new sea angler. Do you ever get any uh, river fishing or anything different? You know, I, I, you know, on days off, believe it or not, I will tend to uh, fish for different species in different places. But it's usually some place like Cabo San Lucas or Costa Rica or uh, British Columbia. But I have to tell you, you know, Tim was mentioning uh, all the wonderful opportunities for, for visitors in Sonoma County. Um, not only, at least as far as from a coastal aspect, uh, not only do we fish, 
But we also do a lot of things. We, we, we whale watch. Uh, we have that uh, wonderful gray whale migration from uh, the beginning of January through the end of, of April. And uh, the grays are coming up and down the coast with their young. Uh, we run whale watch trips. We run pelagic bird trips. We have a wonderful uh, offshore seamount uh, called Cordell Banks, which oh, is rich, yeah. rich with life. And uh, for pelagic birders, it's, it's quite the destination. So, right. yeah, not only do we just catch salmon, rock cod, lingcod, dungeness crabs on charter boats, but we also go out and observe uh, the marine well, life. Uh, Rick, what I'd like to say is that you know we have people all over the country, and if you're planning your summer vacation, I would definitely put that near the top of the list because, like you said, the redwoods, the you know the canopy tour, the uh, there's just so much there, and it's such an incredible fishery. I didn't really realize what that was all about, and then uh, we did find Tim again. I believe. Yep. Tim, you there? I'm here. Yep. Okay. I'm here. I don't know what happened. Must be those Chinese messing with our uh, cell service or something. But uh, uh, the there there is such a variety. Now, of course, most of the people that listen to us, they want to know about what kind of fish they're going to catch and how many of them. But, you know, if you're planning a vacation, then I would definitely, you know, put that it near the top of the list. And do you have any suggestions? Is there a website people should go to to check it out? Sure, of course. SonomaCounty.com is oh, the website. Easy. Yeah, all the information's there. They can also sign up for an email, and we'll send you a visitor guide and map for free. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't stress enough that we have all the information, like uh, you know, DC Angler and Rick is on our website. Um, all the different outfitters are on there, and, and we have a lot of itinerary ideas. And uh, if you're like me, that when you go fishing, I find that I, I turn into a conservationist. I just seem to feed the fish bait. But um, if, if you're not catching, which you probably do, uh, you still have many more things to do after you're off the boat and uh, having a good time in Sonoma County exploring yep. and hiking and checking everything else out. So, okay. yeah, SonomaCounty.com is where everything is. Okay. Well, we don't have a whole lot of time. But, hey, Rick, I just wanted to mention to you, I've got a condo in Cabo San Lucas. So, oh. yeah, we got to work something out. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do hosted trips. we got one coming up in September to, okay. uh, to East Cape. We'd like to get you on. And then, uh, you know, we have taken some trips to Costa Rica. So we're going to have to talk. Well, that sounds great. I I really enjoyed having you guys on the boat the other day. And as Tim has stressed, you know, people that come from around the nation or even around the world to enjoy Sonoma County, they've got the coast. They've got the redwoods. They've got the wine country. We've got it all. Hey, Tim. Yes. Uh, If you're looking for uh, some additional help and promotion, I think we've got somebody here for you. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's all good fun, right, yeah. Tim? There you go. That's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Frank. We've been ignoring you. Um, That's but, okay. Uh, anyway, we only got about 15 seconds, Frank. Did you have a quick question? Uh, when are we going back up there? Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Maybe the, Okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, real quickly, it is uh, SonomaCounty.com. That's Check correct. that out. And the new Sea Angler, um, which is, uh, gosh, I don't see a website on your card. 
real quickly, what is it? BodegaBaseSportFishing.com and our okay. phone number is no, forget that. Forget that. People can listen to it later. No, go ahead. Yeah, 707-875-3495. And, John, let's get together. We'll, let's I'll go. You. All right. We got, we got to go. We're out of time, but I appreciate you guys very much. And, Rick, yes, we'll get together. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have, well, we've got some pretty heavy hitters out there. First of all, we got Frank Selby, world-renowned fly fishing instructor, coach, and owner of 
his or his fly shops, and he sells those flies to professionals all around the world. Yeah, but uh, we also have... Uh, t- uh, t- <laughs> Lynn. Uh, Lynn Zickler, is that right, Lynn? That's correct. You okay. got it right. And uh, he is CEO of Fly Fishers International. And since Frank is such a fly angler, I'm going to let you guys have a talk. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, Lynn, how, uh, how's our youth program going this year is what I wanted to ask first. But first, I'd like you to t- tell how they can get in touch with the FFI International. Yeah, uh, yeah. to answer your question there, uh, the best way to get a hold of us is to go to our website. Uh, so that's flyfishersinternational.org. And then if you scroll down below, you'll see what our con- our contact information. You can send us an email, uh, or you can actually call us direct. And uh, I've got staff that uh, is just delighted to talk to anyone interested in Fly Fishers International and, and get you plugged in and, and uh, talk to you about what we have to offer. And we get out and fish once in a while, <laughs> and we have some great teachers all over the United States for children and grown-ups and yeah. international. We do. I, I don't believe there's a town that we do not have somebody in three or four towns around it that teaches. We do. My, we um and across the United States, uh, our clubs and our councils, we have 17 councils across the United States, and we have something well over 200 clubs. And each one of those uh, will offer classes for, for youth and of all ages, actually. Um, yeah, usually with a fly rod in your hand, you want kids to be you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, about as young as, as you want to try to tackle. I always encourage folks to... Get kids out fishing, you know, as young as possible, three, four years old. They don't necessarily have to throw a fly, uh, but at some point, um, introducing them to fly fishing is a whole other experience that they'll love. Well, I think most kids started off with one of the little Donald Ducks or Mickey Mouse little plastic reels and rods and caught bluegill like crazy. <laughs> my boys did, yes. Yeah, most of the, everybody I know did. I, my sister always said I had a fly rod in my hand before I had my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I love fly fishing. I love all kinds of fishing. I think it doesn't matter what kind of fishing we do throughout the United States, as long as the young people and us old timers get out and do a little fishing at least a few times a year. Boy, I agree. Yeah, I think I, I always I always say if you introduce your kids to fly fishing, you've solved a lot of problems right from the very get go. Yeah, I, I think if I wouldn't have had Lee Wolf and my uncle Marion, I would have been in a probably ended up in prison because I had the biggest <laughs> chip on my shoulder in the world. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing uh, there. W- we have a web page with all the clubs on it and the inter, uh, at the FFF in Montana, right? That, that is correct. Yeah, our website yeah. identifies all of our councils. And then if you're interested in, in uh, getting connected with a local club, all of our clubs are listed as well. Lynn, what is so that, that website? I'm sorry, this is John. What is that website? 
That website is flyfishersinternational.org. O-R-G. Okay. Well, go yep. ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Yeah, I, I started out being an FFF member when we were in West Yellowstone. Bob Jackal and me were guiding. He was guiding for Bud Lilly, and I was guiding for John across the street. That's when I started. Yeah, Bob is a treasure. He's one of a, he's a longstanding member. You know what? Uh, anytime he, he always comes to our annual meetings, our annual fair. This year it will be in Boise, Idaho. And uh, he's, he's, he's just full, so full of energy, and uh, you'd never guess how old he was. He just, he's just a great guy, very, very positive. Well, watch what you're saying. We're two young kids, me and him. <laughs> there you, go. you know, just a just a quick comment on that. Um, I do a lot of more blue water fishing, and pulling on a 200-pound tuna or marlin, uh, physically it can be a challenge. But I've seen I've been a lot of friends <laughs> in their 80s. Uh, they go fly fishing and, you know, they kind of develop a different technique because of their, you know, <laughs> different uh, body changes. But they can still throw it 100 feet and catch more fish than, than uh, anybody else using bait. Yeah, that, that's true. It, it has nothing to do with, uh, with how, how big your muscles are. It has everything to do with technique. And uh, uh, great, great fly fishers can cast a long ways and don't have to work very hard at it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. As long as you're out fishing, if it's a fly rod, a conventional rod, a jig rod, we have fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been out one day, they kicked the hell out of me, and the very next day I outfished them. Mm-hmm. Fishing is fishing, and I don't care how you put it. Fishing is the most fun you can do, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, another quick comment is that, you know, when you're fishing, and no matter where you are in the United States, <laughs> usually within an hour's drive, you can find some great spots. But when you're there uh, fishing, you cannot go fishing in an ugly spot. <laughs> uh, and it's just, just being there is worth the trip. That's exactly right. I always, I always say that, uh, you know, a day out on the water, uh, I don't care if you're waiting or, or in a boat or wherever the case may be, I get my biggest enjoyment out of just being out there and enjoying nature, and, and it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. I don't need to catch a lot of fish. There are many, many days I've got nothing, but I still enjoy myself, for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, when... Uh, I, what time of the year do we have it in Idaho this year, Boise? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's actually the first full week in August. So um, our, our my week actually starts pretty pretty early. At, um, I'm there Monday. I believe that's the fifth. And then the uh, we actually have uh, our we call it our fish fest, which is open to the general public. And that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I believe that's the 9th, 10th, and 11th, or 8th, 9th, and 10th, right in there in August. We're at the Boise Center, right in the heart of downtown Boise. If you've never been to Boise, Boise is just a remarkable uh, city, town, and it's beautiful downtown. The facilities are great. And we had a uh, full slate of, uh, of programs and activities. Getting back to youth, we have a, we're going to have a youth camp, a two-day youth camp. Uh, 
That's going to be, we've got a great committee together. Actually, we're working with a TU chapter in Boise. Uh, so uh, we'll have um, a youth program there. We usually have anywhere from 16 to 20 uh, young people participate in that camp. So they'll, they'll actually, um, our headquarters will be at the Boise Center, but they'll be transported out to um, a local lake. Uh, where they'll they'll learn everything. They'll learn about bugs. They're going to learn about uh, fly tying and casting, and more impor- most importantly, they're going to be out there catching some fish. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently you live up around uh, Coeur d'Alene, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. At Boise, you know, it's it's right on the Snake, and there's again within an hour from there, you've got just a tremendous fisheries. You do. So, yeah, the Boise River is a wonderful fishery itself, right through the middle of town. Frank, we've never had anybody from Boise on. Let's work on that. Oh, I've got three buddies there in Boise, and my whole other side of the family on my wife's side lives all around there. Okay. So I'll see you there. All right. Very good. And, uh um, Len, we've only got about a, about a one minute left, uh, but is there any little um, tips that you can talk to people that are interested in getting to fly fishing? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I think sometimes fly fishing gets a bad name. People assume that it's uh, pretty expensive, but it's not. Uh, it's really not. You can go into any of the uh, major retailers and a lot of the a lot of great fly shops as well, and uh, you can you can get introduced to fly fishing pretty pretty economically these days. You don't have to you don't have to go to the bank. Um, it's pretty easy to to get involved. Uh, I would suggest people get connected with a local club. Uh, a lot of most clubs have introduction of fly fishing classes. And that's the that's the quickest way uh, to learn and uh, meet folks. I always say when when if you're introducing kids, it's always good to get the parents involved as well, because uh, the parents will uh, will sense the enthusiasm of their kids, and uh, and then they'll want to support those kids by by helping them buy you know inexpensive gear and, and getting them started in the sport so well, one, one other thing if i can comment when people think of fly fishing of course you think of the movie um yeah, river runs through it and it's beautiful i mean those long casts and you know the you know the line flying around in the air um but uh i have a problem with trees <laughs> but uh <laughs> but, you've always but there's, there's exactly there's a lot of different ways uh to fly fish i mean nymphing where you just you know, drag it along um you don't even have to throw it you just drop it in the water so That's don't right. don't be intimidated and go to uh, that website again, Lynn. It's uh, flyfishersinternational.org. Okay, we got to go. Thank you, guys. Uh, stay in there, Frank, and I uh, appreciate that, Lynn. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And then we also have Frank Selby on the line with us. Hey, Frank. Yeah. Um, hey, I, all right, here we go. This is John, and we have Gary Bordner. Is that correct, Gary? Bordner. Can you spell it? Borger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Borger. Mm-hmm. B-O-R-D. No, it's G as in girl. B-O-R-G. That's right. That's right. I don't know why you did that. Frank, you screwed me up. <laughs> I set you up. Yeah, you set me up. Hey, hey Gary. Uh, yeah, Frank. you You've done, I've, God, for years, the 3M, then you did your own company. Now you're running the new books and new videos or CD, CDs, whatever you call them. Uh, you, uh, did you just do some fishing last week? 
No, I didn't do any fishing last week. I was working on my house last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, up here in Vancouver, Washington, it rains a lot. <laughs> you know? So when it's raining, I'm working on my house. <laughs> there you go. Well, you must get a lot of work done up there. <laughs> Dan, it is it is a beautiful place, but it's green, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He almost has webbed feet now. <laughs> but, uh, well, with all that water, there's got to be some great fishing. There is some very good fishing up here. Um, Gary, I got one quick question before we really get going. Okay. Have you ever heard of a black salmon? A black salmon? Yes. Well, there, the uh, co-host, um, the, uh, I'm sorry, the king salmon actually has a couple of different subspecies, and they come in at different times of the year. Oh. There's a, there's a salmon that comes in in the spring here in this area, which they call springers or, or spring chinooks. Mm-hmm. And they're the classic silver ones that turn turn red when they get older. Right. There's an, another species that comes in, not another species of variety, that comes in in the fall, and they tend to turn black rather than to turn the red color. Oh. And so that's probably what they're referring to as the black salmon. So they, they, they've, uh, they're getting ready to spawn, or they've already spawned? Yeah, they're getting ready to spawn, and when they first come in, they're sort of an olive color. Then they eventually turn a dark black color. Hmm. That's the kind. That's the uh, subspecies that was planted in the Great Lakes. Oh, now I know. I was. I thought they were coho, but I wasn't for sure in the coho family. Okay. Oh, the other thing. Yeah, they're kings. Hmm? Yeah, the kings. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, oh. it's, a, it's a chinook. Yeah. Could you give your website, uh, and then we'll get to asking you questions about uh, roll casting, puddle casting, and stuff like that? Oh, sure. Yeah, my website is just my name, Gary, G-A-R-Y, Borger, B as in boy, O-R, G as in girl, E-R, dot com. And uh, perfect. Uh, Gary, uh, so you uh, have did so many videos on casting and everything, but what's the best age to start teaching children to fly fish? What you think? Well, I, yeah, I think that depends upon their their desire to do it, uh, not so much on your desire to do it. Um, you know, little kids love to catch fish. Jason, my son, caught his first trout by himself at the age of two and a half. And, you know, he was, he was, he was hooked. I mean, that's all there was to it. But, you know, that's and, because he had a great dad. <laughs> if, if, the, if the children like to catch fish, you know, just let them catch anything. It doesn't matter what they catch. Just because it's a good thing to get them into the out of doors mm-hmm. and get associated with the concept of fishing and being out there with dad or with mom. Uh, you know, those are just wonderful times and wonderful childhood memories. Yep. Many of them be, go on to become adult fishers, and some don't. So I think it just depends on, on uh, you know, their own personal preference. And I don't think we should ever try to mold them into fishermen. But if they really show a desire for it, then we should support that as much as we can mm-hmm. and as much as they desire to do it. Yep. 
Well, and again, uh, don't get the misconception that you have to be able to throw it 90 or 100 feet, uh, you know, and bring it back and fling it out. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that uh, be successful at fly fishing. And, you know, generally speaking, um, when you're fly fishing, they're probably swimming around your legs. Yeah. <laughs> in some places they are. Especially yeah. the bluegills and so on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, just, just, you know, there's, you know, when you're nymph fishing, the, you know, it's it's difficult because, you know, you really have to pay attention and learn when the fish are, you know, are trying to take your fly because it, you know, and that is the technique and it takes a lot of practice. And you got to pay very close attention to be able to know when to set the hook. Um, or you just yank it up every once in a while and sometimes you get lucky <laughs> but uh, I don't know how many times I've, I've, I've pulled the line um, uh, to recast and, and, a, and a fish grabbed it a lot of times if the fly moves mm-hmm. the fish you know the fish sees the fly coming and all of a sudden it moves and that triggers their chase instinct and they'll take the fly strongly yeah there was a technique the technique developed by a guy back in Pennsylvania in the uh, 1930s. His name was Big Jim Lysingring, and that was his technique. He would swing the fly, but he would set it up such that the fly started to swing right when he had anticipated it would be in front of the fish. And he caught a lot of big fish doing that. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting technique. The, the, the fly drifts, dead drift, but then it swings at the end, and usually he would catch them right just as it started mm-hmm. to swing. Yeah. Yep. Well, for me, it's just a surprise. I go pull the line up, and I go, holy smokes, there's a fish on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember, don't say holy smoke. Go, oh, another one. Another one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed to act surprised, see, because if you act surprised, then they don't count. Uh, yeah. You're supposed to act like you did that intentionally. No, no. for me, it's usually just dumb luck. But uh, um, <laughs> again, the, the point is, is that you don't have to be able to throw it that far. And then we haven't even talked about uh, saltwater, which is becoming extremely uh, popular. Do you want to comment on that? Well, saltwater fly fishing started out basically with tarpon and, and mm-hmm. bonefish and permit saltwater flats kind of fish. It's progressed into all sorts of areas now. People are catching marlin and they're catching uh, sailfish and doing that in a very dramatic kind of way now. So it's gone from flats fishing to the to the open water fishing. Mm-hmm, the blue water. And uh, there's all kinds of all kinds of species that you can catch in the on a fly rod in the ocean. Just mm-hmm. many many different kinds. Well, one of the things. But is... one thing. If, Go ahead. One of the things about ocean fishing is that you do have to be able to cast at least 60 or 70 feet. If you can do that, then you can you can catch a lot of a lot more fish than if you can't because mm-hmm. you got to remember the ocean's a large area. Well, you don't have to worry about it. Move around. You don't have to worry about any trees. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, the boom. But uh, you know what I you know the generally speaking when you're fly fishing you're you're teasing them up. And you know technically you're not supposed to be trolling a fly. So you know you'll you'll troll with a with a teaser or a bait uh, and then when uh, you know it's like rooster is very popular and you can actually see him coming right after the bait. So you just yank the uh, teaser out of the line and throw your fly in front of him and and they they look around and go oh there it is. Yeah, that's a technique that they use on in the blue water for marlin, for marlin, especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, or, you know, whether you're fishing for polywogs in a mud puddle, it's... <laughs> 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 but, uh, oh, John, that's what we did when we were kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> hey, I, let's get back to a little bit of puddling, casting, and stuff like that. Oh, and please, I, please. I, right. I, I like that Highland lift that you did on your uh, the second tape. I think it was at three M. They call it a bunch of different things now. I think you're talking about the lightning ring lift. Yes. Yeah, that was the that's a technique uh, that the Jim Lightning Ring developed. Yeah, uh, back in Pennsylvania for catching big fish. When he, he spent a lot of time looking for fish, and when he'd find a big fish, he would set himself up such that the fly would drift into the fish's face, and when it got right there, then he would just hold the line still and let the fly swing back up toward the surface, and that usually triggered the fish's chase instinct. Mm-hmm. And they would take the fly very strongly. Yeah. One of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that fish don't always just take a fly that's dead drifting. They will take moving flies also. And so even the dry fly fishing, if you fish a dry fly sort of down and across rather than straight across or straight down, let it dead drift for a while over what you think where a fish might be, and then let it swing. A lot of times they'll pick it up when it starts to swing rather than when it's just dead drifting. Mm-hmm. And that's a technique you can use with nymphs. It's, you can use it with dry flies. You can use it with streamer flies. You can use it with all sorts of things. And and many times people will be wading across the river just letting their line hang downstream, and they'll catch a fish. And that's okay. because the flies are you know, just hanging in the water, dragging along. Well, so it's a technique that we can add to our that we can add to our fishing kit. You know, just okay. letting the fly swing sometimes mm-hmm. can be very effective. Hey, Gary. Uh, we're just about uh-huh. out of time, but uh, we're going to take a three-minute break here in about 30 seconds. But we've got a couple of minutes when we come back. Would you mind hanging around and uh, continuing on the conversation? Okay. okay. I'll, that'll be fine. Okay. And uh, it's GaryBorgner.com. GaryBorger.com, yeah. There's you, no N in it. Borger. Bor- Borger. Yeah. Kind, okay. like, kind of like Burger. Yep, be, be Burger with a Gary Borgner. No. That's it. No. There you go. Now you got it. No, no. Let's get it right. It's like Burger. B-O-R-G-E-R, right? That's correct. Okay. So it's a Burger with a with an O. Gary Borger. And uh, um, check it out. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to our website. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. 
You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And we also have uh, uh, Frank. And we got Gary Borgner on the line. co host. And we have uh, uh, Gary Borger on the line with us. Gary Borger, B O R G E R dot com. And uh, hey, Frank, would you do me a favor? Sure. I just had something to come up, so I'm going to bail. Would you mind finishing up with Gary? No problem. Okay, hey, and uh, make sure everybody out there goes to Fish Hunt Talk Radio or fishtalkradio.com right on the front page. Um, you can listen to our show as many times as you want in case you miss something or if you want to go per previous show. But uh, anyway, I'm going to run. Thank you very much, Frank, and uh, Gary will be in touch. Okay. Hey, Gary, we were getting All ready right. to talk about puddling, casting, and high lifting. Sure. Why don't we finish up with that? With, a, with some kind of a, you mean the puddle cast? You mean the puddle? The puddle <laughs> yeah, where all that lines down there you showed me years ago, I still use oh, that. Sure. It works perfect. Well, it's a technique that was, has been developed to allow the fly fisher to get some slack onto the water in a controlled fashion, so that they can uh, compensate for drag. Drag, of course, is if you cast across a current, a straight line across a current, the current will pull the fly out of position because the current is going faster than the fly is going. The line always goes fast, the speed of the fastest current. So if you cast across a fast current and your fly lands in slow current, you will get instantaneous drag. The puddle mend allows the angler to put controlled slack on the surface so that he can minimize or eliminate drag at least long enough, we hope, for the fish to have decided to fly something good to take and to rise and take the fly. So what we do is cast the fly line high in the front. Instead of casting down toward the water or casting straight out, we aim up high, like we're aiming at the top of the trees. 
And as soon as we make this stop the rod at the end of the cast, the casting stroke on the forward stroke, as soon as the rod stops, you immediately drop the rod tip to the water. This causes the line to uh, stop and pull backward a little bit and then fall down to the surface in S curves. And these, of course, add extra slack onto the surface so that the fly can drift without uh, drag setting in. It's a very, very effective technique and one which is used a lot, in, the, especially in dry fly fishing, because it gives you that good slack, uh, dead drift float. Yeah. Well, uh, one more time, I'd like to have your uh, your uh, website real quick, and then I'll give our web. Okay. 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 Yeah, my website is Gary, G-A-R-Y, border, B as in boy, O-R, G as in girl, E-R, dot com. Just GaryBorger.com. Yeah, and uh, everybody out there listening, they should get his last little video is excellent on uh, techniques. What's that called? Yeah, that's the the perfect cast one. Thank you. And uh, you can get that right off his website, and a lot of local shops carry that, too. That's right. So, Go to his and hers, and they've got it. Yes, I do, but I don't do that. I don't advertise my company on the air. <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to uh, let everybody know that you're talking to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. You can listen to us anytime on the web. At, okay. And I want to thank everybody out there listening and go to our website and learn and listen to it as many times as you want. And I'd like to thank Gary Borgner one more time before we go off the air. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Frank. 